0: Hey there, fellow pop culture nerds, Christian from the Proton Pack podcast here. Tony and I recently made the transition to host our podcast at anchor.fm, and they made switching from our previous podcast host an absolute breeze. Whether you're old pros like us or new to the podcast game, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. In fact, you don't even need the complete tech setup that we use. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free. That includes creation tools allowing you to record and edit your podcast, which you can do right from your phone or computer, and it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And as you gain traction with your show, you can easily make money from your podcast as well, with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. (laughs)
1: I'm <laughs> not
0: Podcast. I'm Chris, and with me always is the Luigi to my Mario, Tony. Say hey, tone
2: It's me, Mario. Alive at the Reno Pop Culture Con. Woohoo! <laughs> <Yee-hoo>!
0: <laughs> it would as uh, Mario or Tony. So,
2: oh uh, at, no, at I'm here. A, yeah, no, yeah. I'm really here. Oh,
0: the yeah. real Tony's here. Though. Real Tony's here. That was Mario.
2: Right. It's a Mario. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So we are recording live from the Reno Pop Culture Con here at the reno convention center uh it's been a blast over the last two days we've got one more day left after this but uh uh, so much fun meeting some awesome people and uh we're already making plans for the uh denver
2: yeah comic-con
0: pop culture Con. what are they calling it
2: they call it the uh, denver pop Pop culture Culture con Con, yeah and that'll be uh, july 3rd through the 5th 2020 at the colorado convention center in denver colorado my stomping grounds, you know. Yep. There's Doctor Who walking by. Hi, Doctor Who. All right. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know. So so far, yeah. This is like Chris said. It's it's been a blast so far. We've had uh, Keith Coogan of um, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead.
0: Dishes are done, dude. <laughs>
2: he's also in Adventures in Babysitting. Totally just popped into Jerry our and um, Silent
0: Bob reboot. Yes,
2: yes. Which we have not seen yet. But uh, he's excited to be in it. Real nice guy came in. Uh, to our booth and uh surprised us which was really awesome
0: sam jones flash gordon himself
2: yes on a test run when we tried he was literally right in front of the microphone which was cool
0: yeah we had some technical difficulties so this is uh take two
2: yeah which i was gonna say wouldn't be uh wouldn't be the first time with our show no no yeah very normal yeah but there's a lot of good things hi guys so uh there's uh people walking by come on down check it out uh for day three because uh This is not airing live, so you won't be able to stop by as we're recording. Yeah, this
0: episode's probably going to come out uh, tomorrow morning, so Sunday the tenth.
2: Yes, where you definitely want to do it, and uh, this is the part of the show where we like to do our
1: shameless plugs. It's shameless plug time.
3: It is in these hills that Juan Valdez and his trusty goat gather coffee beans every morning. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Money. Money is cool. So that means it is Shameless Plug time. Doing as we do every week, uh, the first Shameless Plug is my dog rescue nonprofit, Rough Riders. Rough
1: Riders!
0: (laughs) Saving dogs on death row. Uh, We pull dogs from uh, kill shelters in uh, rural parts of Nevada, uh, throughout California. Bring them back here, work with our local shelters and rescues, find them homes, give them a second chance at life. Uh, We are always in need of donations, and we are... uh, really pushing for our transport van uh, program right now. Raising $75,000 for two commercial transport vans and uh, we've made a great partnership with Tito's Handmade Vodka. Uh, Basically they're going to match the next $10,000 that we raise dollar for dollar. So uh, very exciting if you want to check it out, if you want to contribute that is roughriders.org forward slash transport or you can go to the Facebook page at Rough Riders Saves. Now Tony does a uh, segment for our friend Jimmy Jones on his uh, Sunday pop culture show. Give us some information about yeah, that. Yes, so
2: uh, if you guys are here live at Reno Pop Culture uh, Con, you can see Jimmy going around um, getting interviews with all the uh, panelists and celebrities. Um, but you can catch us—well, uh, you can catch us tomorrow night on the live show. We're going to be doing the live edition. Christian and I will be hosting, co-hosting with Jimmy on the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show at the Peppermill. You can uh, come down. It's absolutely free. We hope to get some good guests from the panels. Um,
0: Five to seven. Yeah,
2: five to seven. So come on down bring some questions. It should be a real good time. Uh, But anyways, it's also similar to this podcast that we do. You know, Jimmy goes in more in-depth with the cons and the figures and comic books. Um, And it's a weekly radio show, whereas ours is a podcast. So... Um, anyways, to get that information, we air Monday or Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific time on uh, knbc.org. Um, that is uh, also KNBC 951 if you're local in Nevada. But you can listen all over the world, again, on knbc.org. So that is what we have for Shameless Plugs. And it's, uh, you know, if you get a chance... Uh, you know, we'll be able to hopefully talk about on our live show tomorrow our experience with the uh, moderating uh, Christian and I have been asked to uh, to be guests on a panel. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: And uh, we're going to compile some interviews, hoping to get some uh, voiceover artists, some of the actors uh, in here. And so uh, you'll get two for the price of one, basically. Yeah. Uh, you'll get your regular show with this one right here, and then uh, sort of the recap show, uh, which will be live Sunday night.
2: Yeah, we're looking forward to that. That should be a lot of fun, and, uh, you know, uh, tune in. And also stop by our booth. We'll be here uh, 10 to 5 tomorrow. Uh, Win yourself a Cinemark Movie Club Pass and uh, an Infinity Gauntlet. So come say hi to us at the Reno Pop Culture Con,
0: and on with the show. That does it for the shameless Vlogs. Oh, yeah. All right, so moving on, starting out the way we do every week with TV news. This is our TV intro. Bazinga! Oh! The cream of the crop. Oh! <laughs> hey, baby. Let's go, Bob. Excellent. Hail to the king, baby. And that was our TV intro. <laughs> <laughs> that it was. It's funny for anybody listening to this. Uh, you'll obviously realize that we've spliced those in just because uh, our soundboard right now isn't working too well, but uh, what would be a Proton Pack podcast without a few technical difficulties?
1: Yeah,
2: well, especially when live. This is the first time we've done it live, and, uh, you know, it, it's really neat, it's interesting, so at times we're going to get stopped by people that are stopping by the booth and right. checking us out, yep. so, you know, bear with us, because it's going to have to go back and go through the editing, but to kick off this week's TV news, you know, is kind of fitting, because we are right next to the Game of Thrones actor, you know, extras, uh, the wolves of crows. The yeah, wolf and the crows. i say they're
0: more than extras. I mean, they have they're, some oh, pretty, yeah. Yeah,
2: they've, they've been in the show, really nice guys. You know, they're they're getting a lot of traction next to us, which is pretty cool, which means they kind of, when the lines are long, they kind of trickle to us. So it's really nice. Yeah,
0: we, we get the Game of Thrones overflow. <laughs> yeah, we sure do. So with that
2: fitting is uh, the first uh, topic we're going to talk this week is...
0: Uh, yeah, so HBO has uh, confirmed that. The Naomi Watts led um, Jane Goldman showrun Game of Thrones spin off series is now officially dead. No yeah. There's no
2: soundboard this week, right, so you we gotta you <laughs> gotta rely on my crappy acting on
0: that. There you go. No <laughs> oh, damn that was a little loud. That was loud. Look at that spike.
2: Oh my god, it's a barnacle. Oh I'm that's distracted. Crazy. <laughs> oh god, I'm distracted. <laughs>
0: Tony's ADD is going to kick in here. Yes. In any case, uh, so uh, the statement from uh, HBO says, After careful consideration, we have decided not to move forward with the series of the untitled Game of Thrones prequel. We thank Jane Goldman, S.J. Clarkson, and the talented cast and crew for all their hard work and dedication. So, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, it's a little bit of a bummer, but... Not all is lost. Uh, they did announce on October 30th that they picked up the other spin off series. Uh, it's a prequel called House of the Dragon. House uh, of the Dragon. And it's got a full series pickup. And uh, it's inspired by uh, George R.R. R. Martin's uh, 2019 book, Fire and Blood. So, Fire and Blood. It's my favorite. And it, uh, it's a prequel. It takes hundreds, takes place hundreds of years before the events of the Game of Thrones series that we know. And it's uh, mostly about the House of Targaryen. Other than that, I don't know much about it. So, uh,
2: Yeah, I don't either. But, you know, I think uh, any fan out there of Game of Thrones listening, and I know there's a lot of you, um, awesome to check out. You know, it's a shame that this prequel is not going to happen. But, you know, never seen if this... Uh, this other uh, series gets picked up and does quite well, then I think, you know, it could probably come back in some form or fashion at some point. But uh, also, sorry for the ADD distraction. There, as we're doing this live show, there's a lot of cosplayers walking by. And that wasn't actually a barnacle. That was actually one of the aliens from uh, Stranger Things from the the Upside Down. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. I thought I, that was a barnacle. I it. didn't
0: get a long enough look. Yeah, but, it looked uh,
2: like a big conch shell.
0: But actually that's a nice lead into our next uh, story. Uh, Stranger Things has just released a uh, teaser trailer for their um, fourth season. and so we don't know if uh, the fourth season's going to be the last or the fifth season's going to be the last, but uh, we do have the trailer up on the Facebook site. And uh, one of the neat things about it is they revealed the first episode name and it seems to tie into uh, X-Men comic books, which uh, you know we're fans of. Big
2: fan. Ironically enough, I am wearing an X-Men shirt. Jean Grey. Oh, a girl dressed as Jean Grey came and complimented it.
0: Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Random. <laughs> we won't say what else happened, but uh, we're trying to keep this thing as PG thirteen yeah, as possible. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so, uh, season four, Stranger Things, episode one is going to be titled "The Hellfire Club." So, Hellfire and uh, brimstone. Those of you who are fans of uh, the comic book series, uh, X-Men, obviously, uh, it is uh, a, a club that uh, Jean Grey, you know, was brought into. Actually, uh, her clone Madeline Pryor, uh, Emma um, Emma Frost, the White that. Queen.
2: Yeah. Uh, she was
0: part of it, Sebastian Shaw. Um, so it's nice to give little nods to uh, those sorts of things. Um, don't know what year the next season's going to take place in. I think the last one was what, 1985,
2: 1984. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then at the end of the teaser trailer, it says we're not um,
0: Hawkins, Hawkins anymore. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, so my guess is they're headed into the upside down. Um, spoiler alert: If you haven't seen it, season three, the end of season three.
2: Stop uh, right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Get
2: away. Pause. You zoom zoom it? ahead. Yes, yeah, because we want you to listen to the rest of yeah, this. Yeah, so just we're going to about to spoil.
0: Right, but uh, Hopper disappeared um, at, when the machine blew up. My guess is that he escaped into the Upside Down. That was his only choice.
2: That that's my thought. I don't think he would kill off a major character like that. Maybe mm. if it was the end of the series, which the next season is going to be the last, unfortunately. Is it? They, yeah, they from that, yeah, it's right. the last one. So, um, so they'll tie that together um also ran randomly if you're here at the reno pop culture con you can come down and see the scientist teacher randy havens
1: yeah yeah yeah, he yeah. met
2: Chris, him yesterday christian got to meet him yesterday it was kind of a awkward meeting would you yeah, say i
0: don't think he was feeling it yeah, yeah. It was first thing yesterday so I mean,
2: we came up with boom mics and we're like yo do our podcast no we we no, did we not that totally, <laughs> totally not true yeah yeah so
0: Alright, moving on from one streaming service to the one that I'm excited for, uh, Disney Plus, coming out November 12th. So oh, as of today, ooh, we days? are the ninth, oh, three days right oh, around the corner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hiya, Chris. And we've mentioned in the past that if you are a Verizon Unlimited customer, you get uh, basically the first year free. Free, Save yourself free, about free. seven bucks, I like free. which is nice. Uh, but there is some new news coming out that... Uh, new news? New news. New news is good news. Yep. That at its launch on November 12th, uh, you'll be able to download the uh, streaming service on Apple, Google, so all Android phones, uh, devices, Microsoft, Xbox One, uh, Sony, so PlayStation 4, uh, any Sony TVs, Roku, Amazon, Samsung, and LG TV.
2: We'll put a little asterisk with the Apple. If you're old, like if you've got the old Apple TV like me, good luck then. Oh, really? Yeah, no, because it doesn't update no more. No, so, uh, so maybe asterisk that. But, yeah, awesome. Yeah, great uh, great options to get Disney+. Plus. Um, Netflix has definitely got a big-time contender, and there is another one on the way, as we've talked about, with HBO Max, and if they partner with uh, Warner Brothers and DC more and more. That's going to be, well, it's gonna it's be the, the
0: big three. Yeah, it's going to be the big Warner Brothers driver. And I hope that they take DC Universe and fold it into HBO Max. Because the, the streaming service itself doesn't seem to be doing too well right now, even though it's got some great shows on it.
2: Right. I'd like to watch the Titan show. Um, I think that yeah. it looks really cool. I want to Arc-
0: Swamp Thing. I know it was mm-hmm. canceled after a couple episodes into season one. They They're airing the entire season one. But uh, I heard it was actually pretty good. Yeah. So
2: I'm with you. I hope they rolled that into HBO Max, that whole thing. Yep. And, you know, cause and the you,
0: Harley Quinn cartoon series looks really yeah, good, it's good, But, uh,
2: and yeah. And the voice of Harley Quinn is here, Tara Strong. Hopefully well, we can have her. Well, one of the her.
0: voices, exactly. Yeah.
2: Okay. Hopefully we can get her on the show for a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, pricing-wise, HBO Max is going to be the same as it is right now, about $15 a month uh, if you are an HBO Now subscriber. So that all folds in. As I mentioned, uh, Disney Plus six ninety nine, uh, Apple TV Plus, which if you uh, own a new iPhone, you get free for the first year. That's the cheapest one right now at four ninety nine. Mostly because it doesn't have a lot of content yet.
2: No, I think a couple biggest ones is the Jason Mimosa. Mimosa? <laughs> Mimosa? Yeah. Wow! Wow, you idiots, You got it wrong. Oh, so his uh, he's got his show on there. It looks yeah, pretty. It's called good. C.
0: Apparently the. Uh, um, Sci-fi show is pretty good. Um if you're a fan of uh Friends and and The Office, you know, you've got the the morning show which you know seems more like an Aaron Sorkin type show which Perp, Yeah. All right, and so speaking of Disney Plus, I almost said Amazon Prime. Uh
2: Time Traveler Marty McPrime. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Marty McAmazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> um Disney Plus is just a couple days away, and uh, you know the Mandalorian is obviously the big one that we're looking forward to. It'll be there right there on launch date. Uh, but they did announce earlier in the summer that uh, a Obi Wan Kenobi standalone series with Ewan McGregor reprising the role is coming back, and uh, we're getting some news now from uh, showrunner Hossein Amini. Who, Hossein
2: in the membrane.
0: <laughs> who did? Hossein it. in the brain. <laughs>
2: Is this worse because I'm in your face doing It the is, yeah. 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 It's Absolutely. a little bit easier
0: when you're on a little screen. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> he was the showrunner for The Alienist. I don't know if you ever saw that. It was on TBS. It was a limited series with uh, Daniel Brühl, who was um, uh, Baron Zemo in oh, yeah, Civil War.
2: No, I did not get to
0: see Fantastic. Yeah. So he's the showrunner.
2: I like how you break it down so I know it But uh, via Marvel characters. Oh,
0: yeah. who
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, you know. Almost every actor's been in Marvel movies now, so oh, it just makes point. it that much yeah. easier. Yeah. So Hossein Amini Hussein
2: Amini said,
0: <laughs> said the plan is to start shooting in July. I think uh, Ewan McGregor has already said that it uh, spans the period between episodes three and four, so sort of after the fall of the Republic and the massacre of the Jedi, before the events of Star Wars: A New Hope. It's fascinating in the sense that it's a period where there is a lot of change in the galaxy and a lot of hardship so uh you know we'll be able to see what happens to uh obi-wan as he sort of goes into hiding you know and and becomes you know the alec guinness version of obi-wan kenobi
2: yeah i think it's be really neat how to get there too because obviously when we start star wars a new hope as we knew the original star wars you know uh they were on Tatooine and... Uh, He's a hermit. Yeah. Mm. So it's going to be curious to see what led him to go into hiding. And, you know, um, you you got to wonder, I hear rumors of uh, possible um, Liam Neeson coming back as Ewan McGregor, whether it's a, uh, a you know, a force ghost or what happens when he comes across at some point, Darth Maul, you know, obviously in the canon with the Clone Wars and stuff, uh, he hasn't really died. And, well, solo so, uh, a Star Wars Yeah even show that so it's it's all going to be really cool. this ties and what i love best about this is the fact that they're making it a tv series and it's just a short series it's not like an ongoing season one season two um what i like about it is it gives it more time to tell a proper story versus just a standalone movie right a
0: two-hour movie that tries to cram everything in
2: i love it i think you're going to see such a good thing with disney plus um the way they're going to give these characters a much better story arc and a fair shot versus just a quick, well, here's a uh, one-and-a-half-hour movie to explain a story. Right. You're actually going to get hour-long episodes, whether it's six episodes or... I think they're playing with yeah. the
0: idea of nine to ten episodes. Yeah,
2: and I like that. I think you great. tell a proper story, and yeah. I think that's good. So kudos to that. I'm very excited. Um, Ewan McGregor, what's great about him being out promoting Dr. Sleep is the whole fact that right now... He's nonstop getting asked about this, and he's giddy.
1: Yeah, he's really yeah.
2: excited because he can talk about it now. So um, as geeky Star Wars fans, we are very excited for this. So as usual, you stay tuned to the podcast, and uh, we'll be dropping uh, more stories for you and more discussion.
0: Yep, and uh, not only are we geeky Star Wars fans, we are geeky Marvel MCU fans. And so Disney Plus is going to be a just a huge source for original MCU shows bringing back a lot of the characters that we know and love but at the same time introducing new characters and we mentioned earlier that uh, they're doing a series for Ms. Marvel, She-Hulk and Moon Knight some of the slightly more obscure characters but Marvel's already proved that they can um, take characters that people really don't know and make them popular and exciting and so we're getting some more information as it relates to both She-Hulk and Moon Knight uh, Disney has hired the head writers for those. So Hollywood Reporter reveals that uh, Rick and Morty writer Jessica Gao has been picked to oversee uh, She-Hulk. Uh, the bite of the She-Hulk. <laughs> and she actually won an Emmy for uh, the Rick and Morty episode Pickle Rick, which, Rick. Even if you don't follow Rick and Morty, you're pretty familiar with it pickle Rick, you know, it's yeah, just yeah. one of those things that's out in the lexicon and, yeah, and it's people a pop don't culture know. icon at this point. Yep. And then for Moon Knight, who is essentially Marvel's version of Batman, obviously much more or less known. Uh, they have tapped the Umbrella Academy's Jeremy Slater to serve as head writer for that. And so uh, again, I assume that they're going to sort of explore the parallels, you know, between, you know, Batman and Moon Knight the vigilante. Um, you know how that plays out we haven't seen anything yet for Miss Marvel so we don't know what's going on uh, writing wise for that and uh, we don't have a time frame yet for when these series will uh, be shot and released but we know that uh, with the way Marvel works they've got a a plan for it time wise as far as everything goes
2: yeah we'll definitely be keeping you posted sorry as I whack my piffed mic out of my freaking hand here Um, We definitely will keep you posted on every news that we get. Um, It's going to be awesome, especially that Kevin Feige is in charge of the whole TV. I mean, he's everything Marvel now, so you know the track record. A little bit
0: Star Wars now, too. Yeah, so
2: this is awesome. Um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to stay focused on our show, but we have Cuphead walking right by. Pretty dang cool cosplay. Beauty and the Beast are dancing. They're not really dancing. Tony's ADD is kicking in pretty hard right now. Hello, hello. Oh, hi. Hey, squirrel, squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, yeah, no... Um, Squirrel Girl. Yeah, so yeah, stay tuned for that. Disney Plus is going to be awesome.
1: It's going to be so, amazing. You know,
2: it rolls out in uh, a couple days from now. Um, and, uh, you know, by the next episode we do, we're going to know... We'll, we'll be talking about it. Like, what's our favorite things about Disney Plus? There'll be, yeah,
0: yeah. reviews. Uh, now, speaking of established characters in the MCU that are getting their own series, uh, we knew early on that uh, there was going to be a Loki series for uh, Disney Plus. We didn't know how it would tie in, obviously, with Avengers Endgame. You know, there was one uh, branch of the multiverse where he escaped and disappeared with the Tesseract. Didn't know if that would play into it at all. Well, we're getting more information now that uh, Loki, as the series plays out, will actually tie into Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So my guess is that version of Loki will probably play into it. And it is one of those things that if you are trying to follow along with everything that's going on, you can't not have Disney+. Plus, Because those tie in directly to the movies, the movies tie in directly to the series, and... uh, this is just the first example of exactly that
2: oh yeah i love how it's going to be more connected than before than just agents of shield where if you watched it you didn't necessarily need to watch it to tie in right. you just made really good references from the movie so you kind right. of, knew the it of the battle of new universe. york
0: or you know whatever yeah. was there but uh yeah where,
2: where this is going to be great now that loki took the test rack that brings one of our favorite um anti-heroes back in the fold you know it's obviously because he did die and you know, and what? You know, he died. And, uh, you know, the fact that he's able to come back because of the return to the Battle of New York and how that snafu happened. So, obviously, you got to watch in game to understand, which, if you're listening to the show, odds are you already know. We're just repeating the news. So, yeah, look forward to Loki. That's going to be a killer yeah. show.
0: And just like the Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, you know, these are going to be limited series. So, I, you know, some may or may not get a season two, but it's. You know, for the most part, once they're, you know, 10 episodes, 11, 12 episodes are over, they're over.
2: Yeah, know? and I'm, I'm good with that. As long as it tells a proper story. And who's to say, like, if you do um, that, you know, like with Loki right now, if it ties in just to set up, you know, Doctor Strange into the multiverse, and then maybe another MCU movie down the line, there is something that brings Loki back to ties with that story. You just never know. And I think that's the beauty of Disney having their own streaming network and the freedoms to do this. And, uh, I mean, come on. You know you're going to get it. We're going to get it. And we look forward to talking about it. There's going to be a lot of great discussions on all the Marvel properties and shows coming Wars up. And, yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, I think by the next actual show, you yeah, know, or as we mentioned earlier, we're going to do a, a con wrap-up show. But uh, by the next actual show, it'll be out. We'll have some reviews, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, we look forward to that. It's going to be really good. Uh, so stay tuned for that, and we will pass
0: that along. And... That does it for TV news this All week. Right. All right. So moving on to the weekend box office report. All right. At number one this week was the, uh, Roland Emmerich directed Midway world war two movie, uh, First place, $17.5 million. Not a huge opening weekend, but enough to make it number
2: one. i got to add my own sound effects this week. There's no (laughs) soundboard, you know. Uh,
0: Has some great actors in it. Ed Screen, Aaron Eckhart, Mandy Moore, Woody Harrelson, Dennis Quaid, Nick Jonas, and Patrick Wilson. Um, You know what I just found out about? Not necessarily the movie, but the Battle of Midway itself. Is if my grandfather hadn't been injured prior to that, he would have been in that battle and probably shot down. Yikes! Yeah,
2: that's so, kind of that hits home. That's, yeah. That's well, great. I wouldn't yeah. be here
0: if that was the case.
2: Well, that's true. wow. Yeah. <laughs> Think of that paradox right there.
0: Yep. So, um, parents saw it. They said it was well worth seeing. Um, we are witnessing a. Um, engagement in front of us. We
2: are. So we're a little distracted. And now here's the thing. If Christian is the one that got distracted, I mean, I was trying to stay focused. But uh, yeah, real cool. Uh, Deadpool just proposed to um, his now fiance. She said yes because she's crying.
0: Oh, fantastic.
2: Okay, live podcasting. Captured
0: on live. All right. uh, In second place, what I expected to be the number one movie was uh, the Shining sequel, Doctor Sleep. And, uh,
2: Come play with us, Danny.
0: Yeah, movie I've been looking forward to. Haven't had a chance to see it yet, but uh, I will definitely plan on seeing it.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, looks really good. I mean, a respectable $14.1 million, That's a dang uh, good opening. It still shows that there is an audience out there for The uh, Shining. Yeah. You know? So...
0: And uh, directed by Mike Flanagan, uh, if the name's not familiar for you, um, if you've checked out Netflix's The Haunting of Hill House, which is yeah. fantastic. Great show. Same director. Oh. Huh. And, uh, of course, Ewan McGregor plays uh, Danny Torrance, or, you know, Daniel Torrance, who is a grown-up. Let's see. Third place, <laughs> the um, Nickelodeon comedy, Playing With Fire, with uh, John Cena. You can see King.
2: me. <laughs> That was like the hand waving, for because we're not doing we're not video doing video shit, right yeah. now.
0: Yeah, twelve point eight million. Uh, my boys want to see it. Does not look like a lot of fun to me. Because <laughs> there's
2: no fart, so you, this is what you get this week for a fart noise. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: in fourth place, another movie that I have no desire to see: uh, Last Christmas, uh, with uh, Daenerys Targaryen. Amelia Clarkson? That's who that is, is. yeah. Oh, wow.
2: I didn't know Sarah Connor, the old Sarah Connor, went up against. (laughs) Which version of Sarah Connor? Dominated. The the Genesis one. Oh, come on. Uh, You didn't want to hear the soundtrack by Wham and George Michael?
0: Nope. Nope. Uh, 11.6 million, directed by Paul Feig. So if you were a fan of Bridesmaid or um, A Simple Favor, you might enjoy it. Again, not my cup of tea.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be skipping that. That's going to be a hard
0: no for me. Yeah, uh, apparently the lead actor uh, Henry Golding, who was in uh, Crazy Rich Asians, he's an up and coming actor. I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see him in a Marvel movie pretty soon.
2: Yeah, I'm sure he's going to get picked up. That was a that you know that was a really big movie. Again, not our cup of tea, but still really good. So
0: what is our cup of tea is. Uh, Fifth place, which was uh, Terminator: Dark Fate, um, really surprised that that opened so low.
2: Yeah, I, I'm surprised too. It was like Dominator in two weeks. It is a it is an epic flop, yeah. which sucks because you know you brought back uh, you know you brought back Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton. Right, James
0: Cameron was directly involved. Yeah. He didn't direct it, but he was he um, was produced yeah, heavily yeah.
2: involved. And what was good is this technically was. Supposed to be Terminator Three. They wanted you to uh, kind of forget about, you know, Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines, Salvation, and Genesis.
0: Yeah, well, with the
2: Last Christmas Lady.
0: It's easy to forget about those. So. Yes, <laughs> and uh, directed by Deadpool director Tim Miller. So
2: was it Captain?
0: Captain Deadpool.
2: Nah, just Deadpool. <laughs>
0: Sixth place was uh, Joker hanging on in there with another 9.2 million. <laughs> Bringing its domestic total up to $313.6 million. Yeah,
2: thanks, son.
0: Making it the all time record for R rated movie.
2: Wow. Surprise. It took down Deadpool.
0: It did. It yeah, did.
2: You know, and you still have not seen this movie, correct?
0: I haven't seen it yet. Um, I, I want to see it, but again, I'm, I'm still not thrilled. And, and, you know, I've got Whoa. Well,
2: welcome to live podcasting. Yep. Well, so sorry about this. This is not one we're going to edit. Just no. go with it.
0: You guys, it's like you're sitting here live with us.
2: Um, so what we're kind of saying, it's just a lot of noise. I'll let him just talk. And is he done? Is oh he my, done? Oh, my gosh. There's a shy guy from Super Mario Brothers, 2. Right on.
0: All right, moving on. It's the guy. <laughs> Seventh place, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, with uh, eight million. Uh, it seems to be performing pretty well. I know that uh, they were sort of disappointed, but yeah. it's hanging on in the top ten.
2: Hasn't broken over a hundred mil, which is surprising for a Disney flick.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, worldwide, it's made four hundred thirty. So it's it's making money. Yeah. Uh, eighth place, a historical drama called Harriet, uh, obviously about Harriet Tubman, seven point two million.
2: No, I would watch it if it was about Harriet Winslow from Family Matters. Otherwise, I ain't interested. <laughs> I do you, <laughs> man? All right. In
0: uh, ninth place, Zombieland Double Tap with four point three million. Still a little surprised that that hasn't made more money than it has. Yeah,
2: I'm disappointed too. But do you happen to look at what it's made right now? It being an evil movie. <laughs> look at the total. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right on, yeah. Sixty-six point six million. Navigator of the Beast, <laughs> and then uh, surprisingly, hanging on to the top ten is the animated uh, Adams Family with another four point one million. Um, I not a great movie. I did yeah, see it, you but uh, you know, for the kids, sure it works. Yeah.
2: And then a kind of a random fun fact is uh, we have uh, Keith Coogan uh, down the way from us at our panel here at the Reno Pop Culture Con. We learned today that Keith Googan's uncle was the original Uncle Fester. Yeah. From Adam's family. So just a fun way to tie everything together.
0: Very cool. Well, that does it for the box office report. Now it's time for movie news. Movies. And here we go. Are you the key master? it up, fuzzball. <laughs> we came, we saw, we kicked it down. This baby hits 88 miles per hour. they are going to see some serious shit. All right, the first bit of movie news comes uh with more casting information for Jurassic World 3. We mentioned <laughs> Tony is our soundbite machine today, by the way. It's a bad one. <laughs> was that a velociraptor? What was that? <laughs> um we mentioned a couple weeks back that the original 3 from Jurassic Park would be on board in starring roles for Jurassic World 3, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, and uh, Laura Dern. Right. Is it Laura Dern? Laura Dern. It is Laura Dern, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then we just got news recently that um, Justice Smith and Daniela Pineda, who uh, you'll remember from Jurassic World 2, uh, they were sort of the comic relief of the movie, had great roles, uh, a lot of fun. They will be coming back as uh, Franklin Webb and Dr. Zia Rodriguez. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, it's going to be a good movie. Um, I mean, obviously, you've got Chris Pratt coming back, Bryce Dallas Howard. uh, It's still directed from the same director. Yep, Colin Trevorrow.
2: So, yeah, this is going to be awesome. I I can't wait for that. Um, Again, has not started filming yet. It looks like it's going to uh, get in production. Yeah
0: yeah my guess is that uh we'll probably see a twenty twenty one release yeah
2: june eleventh twenty twenty one is oh. it's official they've already
0: put in yeah a date so I on guess it. they planned
2: so uh you know anymore that's the amazing thing about movies today is the studios are like, okay, we want it out by this point, so you know at some point it's going to uh in the next couple months you gotta be start shooting for that so Pretty neat how it all comes together pretty quick nowadays. Well, yeah,
0: they're making movies a lot faster, you know, post-production's going a lot quicker. Um, you know, it used to be years. I mean, you'd oh, hear yeah. about a movie, it would go into pre-production, and then it would take three years before anything came of it. You know, now it's taken two years, sometimes even one year, uh, if it's rushed. Right. All right, uh, next story goes back to the namesake of this podcast the proton pack uh obviously a movie we're very excited about uh, the jason reitman directed ghostbusters 3 ghostbusters 2020 2020. uh whatever they decide to call it. (laughs) and we'll see the return of uh annie potts sigourney weaver for all intents and purposes bill murray um Ernie Hudson Ernie Hudson, I wanted to say Eddie Hudson Eddie Hudson, yeah, and
2: then of course Dan Aykroyd, Dan Dan Aykroyd's all over this.
0: (laughs) So uh, Dan Aykroyd was on the Greg Hill show and uh, mentioned that the direct sequel uh, follows the original films, one and two Uh, his quote is, Jason Reitman wrote a beautiful heartfelt script that takes the real DNA from the first two movies and transfers that directly to the third the next generation it hands the legacy off to a new generation of stars and players and actors and characters. Uh, it was really exciting working with this new idea, a new take on the story, which Jason, who's really incredible and fine filmmaker, came up with. So I'm pretty excited. You, know, you never know in the film business. Nobody knows about anything. Nobody knows anything. Um, You don't know what's going to be a hit or not, but I have a really good feeling for this uh, just because the quality of the stars we've got there. Um, And, you know, given the quality of the stars, given who's directing it, who's involved, that it is a direct sequel, I think he has a point there. But as we were talking earlier, Dan Aykroyd doesn't exactly have the best track record for promoting movies, uh, case in point the female the
2: female-led one yeah, yeah. you know I, and it's funny because we did talk about that as we were prepping to get uh, this segment recorded today um, yeah you know he was really stoked and excited said it's gonna be the best thing you've seen ever and you know what in our humble opinion it just wasn't great you know I know there's people out there that liked it um, but you know to each his own wasn't a big fan for us and, this... it,
0: and it wasn't due to the fact that it was all no, female. it's it was just the comedy wasn't on point with what we know from the original ghost they have a certain tone a certain theme a certain uh you know path that they follow in in it overall um and really mixing the scary with the funny
2: right and i thought my big problem with it wasn't so much um oh sorry i got distracted thor was doing uh, some Fortnite flossing over there <laughs> um the uh the whole thing with the female ghostbusters that i had the problem with was the fact that they were like, this has nothing to do with the Ghostbusters. It's its own story. It's its own original thing. Um, But here they are. They took all four characters, and they made them very similar to what the original Ghostbusters were supposed to be. Um, And in that formula, they they just didn't blend well. And I think bringing the the original cast back in cameos, but very bad cameos like that, um, and then all of a sudden, at the last minute, they knew they were hurting, so they did try to tie it in to the original Ghostbuster, saying it took it took place after the events in New York in the '80s, and that's what killed it for me. Because now you're just you're cash grabbing, and that was my problem then.
0: Yeah, yeah, it just didn't work. Um, speaking of cameos, I hope we do get a um, Egon cameo in this. Oh yeah, in the form of a ghost. Yeah, hopefully. and yeah. what's
2: good is Ackroyd did say it will tie into Ramus somehow, and he's not spoiling it. And I'm going to trust Dan on this one. You know, we're very excited about it. It's already been shot and filmed. I know they're go back, kind of tweak it here and there. They're very, they're being very tight lipped about a lot of things. But the fact that you got Ivan Reitman's son, Jason Reitman doing that is just fantastic. Um, You know, because he's probably going to be one of the biggest Ghostbuster fans out there. I mean, his dad dad did the first two. Well, he
0: even said he has fond memories of being on the set. And, you know, even with the little teaser trailer that he made when it was announced, you know, took the original physical lettering and filmed it and the original sound bites that they used. And so he's really trying to keep it true to the originals.
2: Right. Another cool thing, too, is he's trying to go old school like his dad did with building the special effects, try to use less CGI more practical big time uh display sets that the old uh ghostbusters on. so that that should be really cool either way we could geek out about this for hours uh but that is the uh that's our take on the ghostbusters huh can't (laughs) wait
0: 2020. so what you're getting with this is you're actually getting a half of a uh normal episode uh we're going to end up kicking off uh where we left off with the uh live show uh so if you want to hear it in its entirety go back download the podcast on uh apple google stitcher spotify wherever you get podcasts uh and in the show, once we finish up all of our stories, we are going to draw the live uh, winner of the Cinemark Movie Club Pass and Infinity Gauntlet. You know, what's
2: funny is those poor people that signed up, they're probably like, those guys never did it. They never did. Well, we're actually doing it. There is the Gauntlet. We are. And we will be drawing, well, Mr. Christian, who's in Reno right now, will be drawing it. And I am here in Denver, Colorado. I... Can't physically drive. So but I
0: will be no. here live for it. <laughs> yep. A couple days late. And then uh the other thing is when we finish up and uh you if you're listening to the podcast, stay tuned to the very end. We have a uh interview that we conducted at the Reno Pop Culture Con uh with a uh Superhero named Surge, and uh, he is an independent filmmaker. Uh, created a, a series of movies called Surge of Power, and uh, you can find out more about that by listening to the very end. That won't be here on the uh, live video. You can only get that on the podcast itself. Yeah, very
2: nice guys. So shout out to Surge for taking the time to stop by our booth and uh, giving us an interview. I'm um, also just a huge shout out to uh, everyone that uh, stopped by. Um, and we got to meet, man. I'm, I'm sure we're going to do the recap part after the news would have been Yeah. So we'll, yep. I'll save those, I guess, for then. So.
0: Exactly. So... Uh... In any case, if you're listening to the podcast, let's go ahead and continue with our stories. Uh, the next movie story relates to uh, Matt Reeves, The Batman, and uh, it was just confirmed today, though, when we pulled the story up, uh, that Andy Serkis. So, uh...
2: yeah. Oh no It's good
0: Got to turn the volume down. <laughs> <laughs> uh Andy Serkis who you know as uh, Gollum from the Lord of the Rings movies and then of course uh, he worked with uh Matt Reeves as Caesar in the Planet of the Apes movies will be, <laughs> we'll be playing Alfred Pennyworth uh, which I think is a is a good fit. Hello Bruce Russises. You are the backhands. <laughs> My guess is he probably won't be doing the Gollum no. voice.
2: You
0: probably won't. That'd be hilarious. That though.
2: would be I, hopefully for outtakes and everything, but yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's more and more casting that's coming out about that. Uh, speaking of which, um, you know, while that one's confirmed, there is a rumor that, uh, the third major villain of the movie, the penguin is going to be played by Colin Farrell. And, uh, I'm curious to see what his version of it would be if he, you know, puts on some weight, um, you know what he does to uh you know fit that penguin role because you know obviously Danny DeVito was previously the penguin in uh, Batman Returns uh definitely fitting for him and his body type Colin Farrell tends to be a uh, taller skinnier person yeah
2: typically he does but I mean he did transform back in Daredevil um when he was Bullseye so I mean, obviously, that's a little different because I was pretty skinny. So it'll be interesting. Right. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be interesting if they do kind of a take like they did on Gotham with Penguin, you know, where he wasn't fat, but he was lanky and tall. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of take they do. I'm definitely not expecting a Danny DeVito Penguin. So.
0: No, no, not at all. And then uh the other two major villains um, are uh, Paul Dano, who's been cast as the Riddler, and Zoe Kravitz, who will play Catwoman. Uh in addition to them you get uh Jeffrey Wright as uh Commissioner Gordon. So uh casting's coming together. I am really looking forward to this version of Batman, which uh, they said early on is gonna be more of a uh detective, you know detective comics uh, type Batman.
2: It's going to be good. And it's not going to tie into the whole uh, DC universe. Like they're getting away from that whole, let's connect it right now, which is good. Build your universe up, develop these characters. And maybe if you want to eventually get there, if everything's successful, then that would be awesome. Um, I think the casting is really good. So that'll be nice. Um, Now that I've got our audio issues fixed on the Denver side of things, a shout out to my aunt Sonia, if she's watching. Hello. My buddy Robbie and Lacey. Hello. Thanks for checking it
0: out. And uh, on with the show. On with the show. All right. Uh, Moving from the Batman universe to the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse obviously was a huge hit when it came out. Uh, First movie featuring Miles Morales as Spider-Man. Even won Oscar for Best Animated Picture. Well, it's no surprise that a sequel is coming and it has been announced that that is hitting theaters April 8th, 2022. So you got some time to wait for it, but uh, it'll definitely be worth waiting for.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's going to be really good. The first one was awesome. Um, kind of hope they try to tie in like uh, the rumored, uh, you know, get Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland like animated form. So, for those that don't know, that's obviously Sam Raimi's Spider Man. And then when they did the Amazing Spider Man series, it's where Andrew Garfield came in. And then we're currently on Tom Holland's. So that would be awesome
1: if they tied that together.
0: That would be great. Um, and then the first movie was, um, I want to say, written by, but maybe it was just produced by, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who, uh, you'll know from, uh, the Lego movie, they did 21 and 22 Jump Street, uh, looks like in this case, they are, um, sticking into a producing role and handing over the, uh, writing and directing, uh, to some other folks, um, looks like Joaquin Dos Santos, uh, who, uh, Previously did Voltron, Legendary Defenders on Netflix. Uh, I will be directing the sequel. I had
2: no idea who that
0: was. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, 2022, a little time to wait. But in the meantime, uh, you know, we're getting a new Venom movie. And so uh, there'll be more Spider-related movies before then.
2: we got to keep them going. But that's awesome, though. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And we'll obviously have more as time goes with that
0: yep and uh it is the cream of the crop speaking of sequels uh we have gotten information that uh, peyton reed will be back to direct ant-man 3 for marvel studios uh while it (laughs) that is good news while it wasn't uh reported as part of marvel's phase four uh it will be back for phase five um Peyton Reed directed the previous two movies, Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, we saw in Avengers Endgame a uh, grown-up, um, uh, what was the daughter's name? Oh, Cassie. That should be easy enough for you to remember. <laughs> what the
2: f*** <laughs> are you talking about, man? Don't bring up that name. You know, I know it speaks uh, Spanish.
0: So, in Avengers Endgame, uh, we saw Scott Lang's daughter Cassie, uh, all grown up now, more of a teenager, and uh, there is talk that she may actually be joining them. Uh, in the comic books, uh, she had uh, codenames Stature and Stinger, uh, but uh, may go with uh, the other one. Is a giant girl, so. Maybe the next one will be called Ant-Man, the Wasp, and Giant Girl. It,
2: it'll be good. If it keeps the same flow and you get Michael Peña back in it, it should be awesome. Also, shout out to Jimmy Jones, host of Pop Culture Gaboon. He's joined us. Hello, Jimmy. Y'all talking to you right now, yes?
0: <laughs> so that's good news. Uh, sticking in the Disney camp... Uh, Disney CEO uh, Bob Iger said that uh, anything that comes out um, through them that is R-rated, most notably Deadpool, uh, will not be going to the Disney Plus service. However, it will be going uh, to Hulu, which uh, obviously with the Fox merger, uh, Disney now owns most of. Um, So any of the edgier Fox... As they call it, uh, will be headed over to Hulu versus Disney Plus. So, uh, including Deadpool, you're looking at uh, Family Guy, uh, Logan, uh, Die Hard, um, probably uh, Alien Series, uh, Predator, anything along those lines. It makes sense it won't be on Disney Plus. Oh,
2: man, you say you won't hear on uh, Disney, huh? I couldn't keep up with nope. that. I didn't, I didn't really try to mimic all that cussing. <laughs> but yet they can um, show the Simpsons characters having sex on Disney plus. Just they, yeah. <laughs> no, no house. parents hooked up on one of the yeah, episodes
0: I watched stay, yesterday. Stay tuned ne- next week. We're going to uh, give our review of Disney plus now that it's officially out. Um, oh, we're going to wow. dive deep into it. Let you know what we think, but, uh, that's next week. This is this week. So we are going to move on. Uh, sticking in the realm of Deadpool, uh, Joker star Zazie Beats, who, uh, as you know from Deadpool 2, played Domino, wants to wants to be part of the MCU's X-Men. Now, here's where it gets a little weird. Uh, if Deadpool becomes part of the MCU, you would think that Domino would be part of that as well. Right. Well... Zazie, who apparently auditioned for the role of Storm in X-Men Apocalypse, obviously she didn't get it, uh, would said that she would love to uh, take another shot at the role of Storm, which would make it very confusing if uh, she's also Domino in the same uh, universe.
2: Yeah, that would be a little weird. While you're at it at this point, just bring Chris Evans back as uh, the Human Torch <laughs> <laughs> Ever you know, you can't play cap no more, so just be the human torch. Really, right. really confusing.
0: Oh god, that would be really confusing. <laughs> but uh either way, I think uh we'll see her in the MCU. Don't know what role that will be quite yet. Um, but I think she needs to stay as Domino. I think she did great in Deadpool oh, yeah. too. We're obviously getting a Deadpool 3. Uh, she was the only one of the X-Factor that uh, actually survived besides Deadpool. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that's where my money is, that she's going to stay as dominant,
2: And then she'll probably be back for Joker 2. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, uh, sticking in the Disney camp, but moving on over to the uh, Star Wars sagas. The
1: Wars of the
2: Stars.
0: We have The Rise of Skywalker coming out uh, next month on my birthday, December 20th. And, uh... oh, that's
1: how I feel about it.
0: Sad because it's too far yeah. away? Or... Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, no. all right.
2: Get the Mandalorian to hold me over, we're good. We're
0: good. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So uh, we know that Carrie Fisher will appear in this, even though she passed away uh, during, um, oh, I think it was post-production of The Last Jedi yeah. was when she passed away. But uh, luckily, J.J. Abrams got plenty of footage of her from The Force Awakens, and uh, they've confirmed, at least her brother's confirmed, that uh, she'll have about eight minutes of scream time screen time in The Rise of Skywalker.
1: Something, something um, Skywalker.
0: <laughs> obviously, it's not the role they imagined for her initially when they kicked off this, uh, you know, third trilogy. Um, you know, looking through, uh, they wanted to make her a full-fledged Jedi, give her a lightsaber, and make her really badass. But, uh, you know, circumstances come about, and that wasn't the case. But they're going to give her a proper send off plenty of screen time and uh, obviously none of it's going to be that deep fake uh, uh, CGI uh standing like
2: that one like kind of in the last Jedi when like the ship blew up and she was in space and she magically pulled a Yondu and like yeah. <laughs> the damn ship
0: <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins y'all
2: <laughs> Shout out to Devin Watson and Misty Phillips for tuning in hey yo
0: <laughs> So and you know, Disney definitely has the de aging stuff down with everything that they're doing at the MCU, compared to what DC and Warner Brothers is doing with theirs. Oh, if you watched Aquaman, it was terrible, Way bad. Way bad. terrible. But JJ Abrams wants to uh, respect Carrie Fisher and uh, use actual footage of her.
2: Yeah, I think it's gonna it's it's gonna be awesome. I hope. I, don't, I know Jimmy's gotten his optimisms. If you're still watching, I know you're not really super excited, but I know you're going to see it and you'll probably give tickets to it on your show. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to be better than The Last Jedi. It's just got to be,
0: right? Well, J.J. Abrams is back in yes, the hell. Yes, Les so.
2: Rose too, please. less Rose.
0: Yeah, I know she's in it, but hopefully yeah, just no, but... a little less of her. Oh, God. Oh,
2: God. <laughs>
0: Alright, and speaking of Star Wars, uh, we know that they were working on uh, a couple new sets of trilogies. Uh, one with Ryan Johnson, who did do The Last Jedi, uh, helming that series of movies. The other was uh, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, who were the showrunners for Game of Thrones, uh, were doing a series that, uh, as far as we know, was basically based off of the um, Old Republic, Ooh, which I know... a a lot of fans were looking forward to. But uh, recently, uh, Benny and Weiss actually signed a huge deal with Netflix to produce a series of uh, TV, ser- uh, TV shows, movies, um, so right, on and, and so forth.
2: Disney Plus, because Disney um, Plus is going to...
0: It's time to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of gum. Oh, yeah. It's definitely going to take over, especially at the price point it's at. But uh, in any case, uh, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss have uh, exited Lucasfilm. They've exited uh, Disney. It's still not known if they were let go or if they quit themselves. Like a relationship. uh, You're
2: like, nah, we didn't get dumped. We dumped them.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. But my guess is that they were probably dumped because of the Netflix deal. because their time was being committed to Netflix as opposed to um, where it really needed to be committed to at Disney with these series of Star Wars yeah. movies.
2: It's a shame. We probably now, could have seen our uh, our pop culture con neighbors, uh, the, wolf, the wolf and the crows. They probably could have been extras in that Star Wars film.
0: Yeah, that would have been cool. Hey there, brother. <laughs>
2: <What another dinosaur. laughs> Those guys were cool. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> such is life, such is
0: life. <laughs> but uh what's interesting is prior to game of thrones they had no other real experience they hadn't been showrunners for anything uh, hbo just sort of took a chance on them obviously won big with game of thrones even though the last really the last season last two seasons were uh, heavily panned by um fans right.
2: Uh, but it's one but, of those you get your you know you can keep going with that momentum and just at the end it's if it's a letdown I mean it just ends up being super disappointing we've talked about on the show like shows like Dexter and Walking Dead how they're so great but the longer they go it just unfortunately runs into a wall and just, I mean Lost had that same problem How I Met Your Mother yep, in a totally different realm but still had its <laughs> issues hi um, Brittany yeah. for checking in
0: right on uh so in a statement benny offenweiss said we love star wars when george lucas built it he built us too getting to talk about star wars with him and the current star wars team was the thrill of a lifetime and we will always be indebted to the saga that changed everything there are only so many hours in the day and we felt we could not do justice to both star wars and our netflix projects so we are regretfully stepping away um my guess is that uh, Disney gave them the the chance to gracefully yeah. bow. Oh, boy,
2: your is are fired. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that does it for movie news. And, uh, Tony, if you have the button pulled up, we don't have to uh, superimpose it on this we don't, part of yeah, it. Not
2: like how the other one. And, and we said, which one are we doing right now? We doing
0: right now? We're doing video oh, games.
2: Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah.
1: Hey man, you want to play some video games?
0: Okay. Oh, <laughs> Toasty. Toasty. <laughs> Boy, it seemed to just sort of fade off there. Hey, just
2: goes. I want to say hi to Jackie Gasparta. She's joined us. Hello. Right, right on. I hope your eyes are okay right. today at work. Uh, there was this leaky brown crap that dropped from the ceiling and almost got her in the eyeball.
0: You ever see that movie 28 Days yeah, Later?
2: well, no. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> with the crap that was falling out of the ceiling today, so.
0: It's all it <sighs> takes. So if she does that the zombie apocalypse.
2: Jackie, it Was it was bad stuff. Right. <laughs> I tried to save you. Our- tried.
0: All right, so in video games, we've got uh, one, basically, story. Um, Luigi's Mansion 3 was released on Nintendo Switch, and uh, Tony was lucky enough to pick it up, and uh, he's going to give us his impression of uh, Ghostbusters meets Mario.
2: What? What I was going (laughs) to do? Nope, that's Disney. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now i'm laughing i can't do the mario voice <laughs> but uh so i mean it was kind of fitting because at the con we had charles martinette who does the voice of mario and luigi was there um promoting obviously nintendo and himself and um there is uh well, obviously the uh luigi's mansion 3 has dropped and really fun game um If you guys were ever fans of the Luigi's Mansion game, back on the GameCube, it plays very similar. Um, They took some elements of the Game Boy 3DS version of Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, added that, which added his multiple character that can get into pipes and different areas to solve puzzles called Gooigi, which is kind of a (laughs) lame-ass name.
0: Very original. Very
2: original, but Nintendo tends to do that. They're like, "Mm, let's make a guy named Wario. And he's the alter and eagle just of flip Mario, that end, and then upside even down. better, let's make an alternative or an alter character to Luigi and call him Waligi. So, I don't know, Nintendo's not very original with that stuff, but nonetheless, the game is about a 12 hour campaign, it is filled with puzzles, action, um, humor on it. Man, the voices that uh, Charles does for Luigi are just great, Mario. Yeah. And uh, it's basically, if you guys don't know what Luigi's Mansion is, it's basically a Ghostbusters just with Luigi. So he's got his little vacuum cleaner, and you pick up different pieces. And uh, what's cool is when you catch ghosts, it's like you got to turn the little joystick, catch them, and, uh, and there's a lot of fun boss battles, puzzles. Um, definitely one of the best Switch games I've picked out. And if I didn't say it's on Nintendo Switch, you can't get that on any other system. It uh, came out on Halloween, so that was pretty fitting. Um it's a Halloween release, uh, but yeah, get it now if you own a Nintendo Switch. I definitely think it's a must pick up. It's a lot of fun. Um, I've not gotten bored with it, and the puzzles are fun to figure out. So um, I'm going to give it a five out of five. Definitely a thumbs up.
0: Now, is it a game that's easy to get through and beat, or is it going to take you a little while to? Uh,
2: no, you know the the difficulty is uh, moderate to hard. It's not out of. It's not insanely difficult. You know, it's definitely you got to use, you got to figure out some things and kind of backtrack and figure out puzzles. Um, it's not a simple game, but it's definitely an enjoyable game. So.
0: Cool. And have you played uh, any of the um, multiplayer, the four player online No, I haven't remote?
2: done any of that yet. So um, look forward to trying that out. I imagine the one thing that kind of sucks with Nintendo is their online's not the best. Um, mm-hmm. You end up getting a lot of, like you have to have the friend codes and things like that now on the Switch the good thing is if you and I were friends on on our Nintendo network I can directly just send you a message to join up um, to play a game whereas you know if you want to play with other people it's you got to have like the app and you can talk crap on the app and stuff but uh, definitely I would imagine it plays good because Mario Kart does quite well with it and I was pretty impressed with that
0: all right So IGN gave it 8.3. Tony gives it a 5 out of 5. Either way, it looks like a good game.
2: Yeah, it's definitely worth a pickup. And then uh, I didn't get a chance to get the game, another game I'll shout out that just came out around the same time. Uh, Old school nostalgia video game fans, um, if you loved The Lion King and Aladdin, back on the Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo, they released the Aladdin and Lion King compilation um that's available for download um or you can go to your local game store and get it uh it's 30 bucks i believe but uh i'll hold out until there's a sale of the week but uh from what i was reading the, the big qualm with that is it was missing the super nintendo aladdin that's not on there because it was produced by mm-hmm. capcom um, whereas everything else was produced by virgin so um but, the thing but i don't, I don't remember it up well apparently and uh why they added game boy versions i have no idea
0: yeah i mean if i remember correctly the genesis version of Aladdin was way better than the super oh, definitely.
1: nintendo yeah. one yeah
2: anyway. well, in the super yeah. nintendo one you couldn't use your sword and you threw apples um it was a fun <laughs> game but the genesis one was way better um you play a couple different versions and different. of different game yeah. on there so um that's available for pickup and also ghostbusters remastered so if you didn't know we're fans of ghostbusters on the show and no we don't sell proton packs thanks for asking at the con we appreciate it it? it, but uh,
1: right there there.
2: (laughs) um we uh uh, they released a remastered version of ghostbusters a couple weeks ago i haven't been able to pick that up yet but is essentially the third ghostbusters film in video game form as the original cast they did it obviously before harold Ramis passed so That's also worth a pickup. They say the uh, graphics are good, and I can tell you after playing the first gameplay is a lot of fun. It's a hell of a pickup. So, I recommend that, but uh, that's me stretching the video game segment out just a little
0: bit. (laughs) Well, that's okay because uh, we finished the video game segment, we finished our movie stuff. Obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, you uh, heard the first half of it, uh, which we recorded live at the Reno Pop Culture Con. And uh, now that we've away from the con for a couple days. Tony obviously got back to Denver now. Uh we're getting back into the swing of things. Oh, uh, looking back, back on, on it swing
1: of
2: things today, man, my mind's still on Comic-Con or Comic-Con, Reno Pop Culture Con and then possibly the <laughs> Trademark. Con, and yeah, it was hard to get back into like work mode, you know, what pays what yeah. pays, the bills, so. pays the bills,
0: so. Yeah. But uh, it was so much fun. You know, we've been to a number of cons individually, together. um, But this was the first one where we were on the other side of the table. You know, we had uh, an exhibitor table, obviously, for the podcast itself. And uh, it was sort of surreal. I mean, we were surrounded by uh, not only some very uh, wonderful and uh, accommodating uh, celebrities, for lack of a better term, because everybody there, um, we were just in awe of. I mean, as Tony mentioned earlier, we had uh, a couple guys, uh, three guys from uh, Game of Thrones, the Wolf and the Crows. Extremely Uh,
2: friendly guys. I mean, super nice. They were extras on uh, Game of Thrones, and they they were in them quite a bit. So to be next to them actually was really good for us because... A lot of Game of Thrones fans. So, you know, when they're at that booth and that booth is really busy, kind of gave us that extra foot traffic. So thanks, fellas, for that. I mean, that, that was an extra boost, and we appreciate that.
0: Oh, Most definitely. We're looking forward to it. You that- know,
2: one good thing that Christian and I got to do at this con was uh, get the contacts and meet a lot of people. So hopefully we can get these guys on the show at some point. So, uh
0: Yeah, and, you know, we met a lot of the um, voice actors that, uh, you know, voiced characters to cartoons we grew up with. Obviously, we were kids of the 80s, you know, Disney Afternoon, and, uh, you know, just we were sort of in awe of uh, the company we were with. And, uh, you know, I think it'd be easy enough for, you know, folks who have been in the industry so long to be, you know, off-putting and, and uh, and rude, but that wasn't the case. I mean, they were gracious and, and just awesome. Oh,
2: yeah, these guys were great. I just got to grab my little notes here as I say. So first off, you can see here, so we had our own little badges. So let me get that right up to the screen so you can see. Reno Pop Culture Con, we were in. Shout out to our new buddy here at Saturday Morning Rewind, Tim. Hey, Tim. Excellent. Uh, Jason, Excellent. Jason at Jason from Disney uh, Afternoon. Uh, radio or DAF, right? E-A-F.
0: DAF radio. Yep. Yeah. So,
2: I mean, you think about just some of the people here and I got my little notes. so I don't screw anything up, but you know, Tim, <laughs> you can check. Yeah. T- these guys were great. They were other podcasts and they were so humble to Christian and I, and they, they invited us to their podcast panel. But since we couldn't have anyone watch our gear, um, and I'm sure you followed us on the Facebook page or a personal Facebook page because we shared it. We had our equipment out. So, I stayed behind, Chris represented us, and uh, man, just huge, huge, like being on the, Chris being on the panel just drew that much more people, and I'm sure Tim and Jason just really appreciated that, so...
0: And they recorded it too, so once they put it together, they're going to put it on their YouTube, they're going to share it with us, so we'll put it on our YouTube channel, uh, put it on Facebook as well. But uh, it was so much fun, you know, to be part of a panel. Uh, It was all about podcasting and and really, you know, what it takes to get into it. And uh, even afterwards, you know, Tony can attest that, uh, you know, Get Back and and a number of people that were actually uh, audience members in the panel came up to us and continued asking questions and and were um, very curious about uh, you know some of the stuff that uh, we brought up
2: yeah I gotta say it walking away from it you know a lot of people close to us I don't know what they really think but you know after after doing the Reno pop culture con the people we met being on the pop culture kaboom radio show afterwards getting to talk to Bruce the Bruce McIntosh, the organizer of the pop culture con who, you know, started the Denver pop culture con and learning the the true purpose of the con, it's not just to promote your business or promote sales and stuff, you know, ultimately, the nonprofit behind it all, like, I thought it was really special, you know, yeah, um, yeah, go ahead on that. I mean,
0: yeah, it's basically to promote children's literacy through uh, comic books and, and uh, you know, fiction novelization. And, um, you know, obviously before we did the radio show, we weren't exactly sure, you know, we didn't know that was the case. But, uh, you know, Bruce laid it out really nice during the radio show, and it was just awesome to be a part of that.
2: Oh, it is. And just the whole fact, you know, some of my favorite parts of the con wasn't so much i mean it was meeting the people and the experience and meeting the fans and us even as weird as it is we signed autographs and we took pictures with fans like (laughs) that i still haven't processed that because i by no means think i'm a celebrity you know at all um i'm just a weird dude that makes (laughs) funny noises and does a show not yet anyway so um you know, one of the biggest things I really loved was the kids. The fact that, you know, if you have kids and you want to take them, you know, whether you're in Denver, the Denver Pop Culture Con, or hopefully the next Reno Pop Culture Con, your kids are free. And, and or if you're an educator, you're a teacher, please go. It's free. Yeah. Um, the whole going. I like the appeal for the kids. I liked the surreal moment that they had Mario Kart going on over here. And your kids could play Mario Kart with uh, Charles Martinet, the voice of Super Mario. Like it was insane to sit there talking with Chris and our new buddy Tim, and you have Mario over here. Woohoo! It's me, Mario. You know, it just
0: and the kids were going nuts. It, it
2: was great. Or you and we had Kenny yeah. James, the voice of Bowser, behind us. Like I don't really think Bowser has much of a voice more than just runs and <laughs> but, You know.
1: We yep. didn't get a chance yep. to
2: talk to Kenny. Charles was very nice. Was
1: very nice.
2: We had yep. a chance to meet Charles. Hopefully we can get him on when he's not so busy. But, uh, you know, a couple other people that are just nice. You know, like Tim, you know, check out his, uh, if you guys are fans of uh, old Saturday morning cartoons from the uh, 80s, please check out Tim at uh, Saturday Morning Rewind. Excellent uh, YouTube channel and uh, some really cool stuff. He does some unpacking of toys, like we got to watch an episode where they unpacked. Uh, rescue ranger figures and him and his partner right and uh, also jason uh, with uh, daff radio where they talk about the disney afternoon shows and what was so cool is they got to host a couple of cool panels i mean you had laura o'brien laurie o'brien who voiced miss piggy from muppet babies and you had katie lee who voiced rolf and uh, sunshine bear from uh, uh gummy bears and then you also had uh, Greg Berg, who voiced Fozzie Bear as well as Donatello and Bebop, and I ain't gonna lie to you, man. It's just I know I told you there, but to tell the audience that's watching, um, to have you know, being big Ninja Turtle fans like Christian and I are, it's you know when you go up to this guy and he's talking like Donatello one second and then he's like talking like Bebop. Is you the good uh, Just inner little tony like was like whoa I'm like whoa <laughs> and, you know so and while there was big name stars you know another shout out too is there was a really nice lady across from us denise she stepped up for her husband uh, michael She i'm cheating because i had to look his name and they do um the uh, planet poot Waddle radio so if you like old school internet radio planet poot Waddle. very very nice people very just friendly yep. check out the yep. wolf and the because free- they were right next to
1: us
0: yeah can't forget brian cummings brian who was, cummings was uh, excellent just excellent. the stories he had were so much fun you know is um i mean tony can list off you know half a dozen of the character voices that he's done over the years and uh, you know he he's a denver native i mean basically right down the uh, freeway from where Tone is yeah. and, um, you know, just, uh, a lot of fun, so you know, he and, voiced,
2: uh, you know, tons of characters in DuckTales. He was one of the Beagle boys. Um, in fact on Disney plus I actually went and watched one episode of DuckTales just to, just to hear his character voices. Just, I didn't watch the whole episode, but just enough cause he was in the beginning with Launchpad um, cause he played, uh, I don't know that the fatter goose character, um, <laughs> I forget that one's name, but uh, I suck on that one, um, but yeah, he voiced, uh, he had characters in Chippendale Rescue Rangers, uh, Bernstein Bears, he was Papa Bear, and he was in Garfield and Friends, and Tom and Jerry, and all kinds of stuff, really cool, you know, not somebody where, if everyone was like, oh, cool, what celebs did you meet? You know, generally, you're not going to know, but, you know, it's it's like you. you, one of your big ones that you were excited to meet was Tara Strong, and You know, Mm -hmm. and I didn't know much about her other than she voices, you know, Bubbles and Powerpuff Girls and uh, one of the My Little Ponies. Which one does she do?
0: I couldn't tell you. I'm not a brony.
2: You're not a brony. Come on, man.
0: No, Um, no.
2: um, But uh, she was a sweetheart. So she's she voices um, Raven on Teen Titans Go. So that's a big one. And Harley Quinn in some of the shows. Yep. But when she came to our booth, we, we definitely geeked out. Very nice lady. Very friendly. Um, you know, who else? Was that? Jody Benson of uh, She Voices Ariel. The Little Mermaid was there. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: well, and can't forget Flash, Flash Gordon. Chris Sam Jones. Gordon. I, uh,
2: I feel Sam
0: Gordon. Still,
2: which <laughs> you're probably not. But I, at first, I didn't know you. <laughs> I was talking full conversation with him. But how cool was Flash Gordon?
0: He was very cool. Chief Coogan, my
2: cousin Chloe. No offense, Sam. They hate your shit. They hate Flash Gordon. They told me that. <laughs>
0: no. Well, they can't appreciate it, you know. And it was, it was a big superhero uh, movie back when superhero movies weren't yeah. a thing, you know. And then, of course, you know, Flash Gordon has an iconic soundtrack Flash. from Queen. Oh. <laughs> And then uh, Keith Coogan, who was awesome, uh, you She's know, he was in. <laughs> he was in "Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead," "Adventures in Babysitting," and then voiced Fox in "The Fox and the Hound." Oh, oh!
2: No, then I got a flash so- sound soundbite for you. Oh.
0: <laughs> I like yeah, it. We
2: had uh, the, Randy Havens, the uh, science teacher. Mr. Clark from Stranger Things was there. Got to got to see him and uh, Val Kilmer. I mean, we all totally partied and hung out with Val. Val was an absolute party animal. Man, he was awesome. He was high fiving. He was dancing. He
0: he was visible to everybody. He was
2: shaking hands and kissing babies. Anyone spell bullshit on that? Okay. Yeah. Now, no, we didn't even see Val Kilmer. <laughs> he, was there, but, he was there, but he was behind a curtain. Val. Pretty We're antisocial, party, Val.
0: Yeah, yeah. Alan Tudyk was there. Um, that was an exciting yep, one. Steve kids. the pirate.
2: Steve the pirate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or if you're a Star Wars fan, K-2SO from uh, Rogue One. Yeah.
2: Um, and also uh, Daniel Logan, who played young Boba Fett in Attack of the Clones, was there. He was nice. He walked by our booth and said hi. Um, still one of my highlights was Charles Martinet and Mario was hiding in our booth as we were packing up
0: Right, hello, <laughs> hello. and then stole Princess, stole Princess Peach, Peach, from Peach. James. I wish I caught
2: that video and shared it I got him just running <laughs> Um, we also got to meet Gigi Edgley from Farscape very nice, very nice lady uh, Linda Larkin who voiced uh, Jasmine from Aladdin uh, we didn't get to meet her but I hear very nice um, shout out to our uh, cosplayer friends huh
0: yeah i was just gonna say that you know not only them but everybody who showed up in cosplay you know who would have thought that reno had a uh, you know a, a cosplay community that uh, could really turn it out th- as well as they did
2: yeah yeah very very nice people we met a lot um the uh i was gonna say pinky the pig, pinky the pig? <laughs> thanks for stopping by the booth we're giving you a shout out um I played it. I played your podcast for a couple of ladies in the office. They loved it.
0: Definitely, um, yeah. You yeah. know, overall, a lot of fun. Obviously, uh, we're planning on heading over to the Denver Pop Culture Con, which is uh, July what second through the fifth? Right nope, third through the fifth. And they're calling it the uh, Star Spangled Con because obviously we're bumping the, oops, the microphone. <laughs> Yep, so it'll be over the 4th of July
2: weekend. Yeah, but you heard it here first. Christian and I were bringing the show to Denver. We'll keep you posted on that.
0: Yep. So that was our show, our uh, wrap-up of the Reno Pop Culture Con. As always, subscribe, like, give us feedback. Um, Most definitely. And then, uh, as I mentioned Tony's got something to say.
2: Maybe we'll do it next week. Should we give a shout out to the headlock on hunger? That macho man thing just reminded me of it.
0: Let's do that Ooh, next
2: week. yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: but uh, no. thanks, James.
2: Yeah, no, I just accidentally hit it. <laughs>
0: uh, as I mentioned at the, uh, the top of the live broadcast here, uh, stay tuned drunk? after we... <laughs> after we close this out and uh, you will hear our special interview with uh, Surge from the uh, Surge of Power uh, series of movies <laughs> alright Tone go ahead and play us hey. out I am... oh, oh, oh,
1: oh. That's, the that's it man game over man it's game over Yay. woo movies oh.
3: oh, Goodbye. In my movies, obviously, like, Lou Ferrigno mm-hmm. is in there. I, in our sequel, I like, all of the TV Avengers. Mm-hmm. Lou played the Incredible Hulk. Brad Brown played Captain America. Uh, Eric Allen Kramer played Thor yep. in one of the Incredible Hulk movies. Rex Smith played Trial Daredevil. Incredible Hulk, yeah. yeah he yeah. played Daredevil in the Incredible Hulk movie. These are all the heroes from the Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie. Oh, that's so, so cool. That's so cool. Mr. Fantastic, Invisible Woman, The Thing, and The Human Torch. And the guy in the middle is uh, Dr. Doom. Oh, no so kidding. So all the, all the Marvel actors are all on uh, the council. Mm-hmm. It's our council of supervillains. So that's so cool. All Marvel guys. And then on the hero side, um, I have some... Uh, classic uh, DC comic actor. Oh, I like that. So, uh, um, uh, John Newton who played Superboy. Yep. um, uh, Michael Gray who played Billy Batson from Shazam Uh and Shannon Farnon was Wonder Woman on the Super Friends. Oh no kidding! Oh, yeah, cool. so they're on the good guy side. So I think they have to do like a Marvel versus or DC, DC White, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I was lucky enough to get a copy of the uh, Roger Corman uh, oh, Fantastic yeah. Four. You know, yeah, the special yeah. effects and all of that. Yeah. But uh, you know, it was fun to see something that had
3: never been released before. Yeah. Which and, is awesome. Yeah, yeah. and it, and it's had, you know, legs for, you know, 20 years now. Like yeah, some people, yeah. like, still play it at conventions or, yeah. or you, you rent out a theater. You can find it around the con circuit a little yeah, bit. Yeah. It's which... kind of surprising that after all this time they haven't even at least, like, released it on dvd right just some way it. where
2: you can go I'm back and wanna, watch
3: it yeah you're going to want to watch my it. guess yeah. is it's a rights thing i'm sure marvel oh
0: yeah it just doesn't want it to see the yeah. light of day but i so. thought it was they did a decent job and i thought it was fun so yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. So, you,
3: so you've seen all these people in action then yeah
0: absolutely yeah, yeah. Okay. okay so Brian. i
3: am surge from the surge of power movies yep all right. Welcome,
2: so, well, welcome to the Proton Pack with Chris and Tony. You're our very first uh, live guest on the show. So, welcome.
3: Oh, I'm the first live guest. Yay! First, first yes, yes, yeah. so this is cool. But it's, what, did you have like vampires and zombies? Then is that what it was? dead guests? Is yeah. Yeah. That what it is? yeah, undead guests. Undead. undead yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. First live guest. I'm excited. And, and so awesome. you're,
0: you're here promoting uh, your series of movies, Surge of Power. Yep. And uh, tell us a little more about it.
3: Sure. Well, you know, uh, as I've been talking to people at the con here, you're familiar with Deadpool, yeah? Absolutely. Okay. And have you seen the recent Shazam Mm -hmm. movie? Okay. So Deadpool is like Marvel's uh, campy, fun superhero. And Shazam is now DC's kind of campy, fun superhero. But long before the Shazam movie and long before the Deadpool movies was our independent film. So we're an independent studio. We're not Marvel. We're not DC. Well, we're an independent studio and we've been putting out superhero movies for 15 years now. So our first film Surge of Power, The Stuff of Heroes, started screening in 2004 and uh, then got picked up for distribution and got released in 2006. So we've been doing this for quite a while and Surge was uh, like I said prior to Shazam and, and before Deadpool bringing back that sort of campy fun of superheroes, kind of taking like uh, some of that flavor of the Batman Adam West. Yeah, the 1966 days. Bringing it into a little bit more of a real world, but still that campy fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And kind of in that same flavor of the uh, uh, Adam West Batman show was we would have celebrities pop in and out as cameos in in our movie. Um, And then um, when we got to the sequel, Surge of Power Revenge of the Sequel, <laughs> um, we integrated. Uh, yeah, you like that. Yeah, I like the <laughs> so title. Awesome. Yeah, there you go. The title it's itself title. kind of tells you you're about to have fun. Um, we integrated the, the characters a lot more. So more than just cameos. I mean, some of the celebrities do cameos, but some of them are really integrated now in dramatic roles in, in our movies. And right. and some folk have been coming back again and again, like Nichelle Nichols, who's the original Hora from Star Trek. Um, she plays a character called Omen in our movies, and she's been in three of our movies now. And we've already shot footage for her to have her in a fourth and a fifth. Uh, Lou Ferrigno, who we of course know as uh, the Incredible Hulk, um, uh, he shows up in the first movie. He's then revealed in the sequel as a villain, mm-hmm. and has a little cameo in our uh, in our latest film, *Surge of Dawn*. Um, so yeah, so we're here not only um, you know promoting, but uh, the con asks us to show our latest film. So the first two. Uh, The Stuff of Heroes and Revenge of the Sequel, Um, they've already been released. They had limited theatrical releases out on DVD, streaming on some of the sites. Um, But we're now starting to play... Our uh, our next movie, Surge of Dawn, okay. that follows on right after the sequel. And it's a crossover between the Surge of Power World and a, a New York filmmaker, Alex Fernandez. Um, he has a number of web series, and one of them is about this magical vampire, Dawn. Have you heard about Dawn?
1: No. Oh, no, okay. No. So it's
3: so a award-winning web series. They're on their second season now. And um, Surge and Dawn meet, so hence the title, Surge of Dawn. So
0: you're sort of creating your own universe. Yeah, I, well, yeah. I,
3: exactly. That you're exactly. That's exactly where we're headed. Is um, inviting other independent creators to bring their characters into the fold. And you know, it's just sort of how Marvel started off with their individual superhero movies, right? Hulk and Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, and then did the Avengers, and then DC kind of did something similar, you know, to build up to the Justice League. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Surge of Power World and I've been inviting independent artists to have their, their characters and some folk have had little cameos with their characters. Surge of Dawn is full on Dawn and Surge working together um, and you know, fighting a bad guy, kind of continuing with as I mentioned you guys, the council, our right. super villain right. community. Um, you know, they're stepping out into the fore a little bit more in Surge of Dawn. And uh, you know, Dawn and Serge team up, and uh, we played the movie here at uh, at uh, 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 Reno Pop Culture Con, and simultaneously also just played at the HBO um, Urban Action Showcase and won Best Visual Effects. That's oh, fantastic! fantastic. Uh, Congrats! That's yeah. awesome. So we're really excited that like, I feel like we're definitely like uh, each movie is like a, a, a notch up, right? You know, yeah. and and also too to have some of our celebrities come back. Makes us feel really good. It sort of, you know, kind of validates us. It must, it, it must means either like
2: they had a great time. They had a great experience. Well, you would think if they're coming back. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. You know? Yeah.
0: Do you find, uh, you know, in this day and age with technology, social media, everything, that it's easier for an independent creator to get stuff out there to get, you know, more eyeballs, more ears.
3: Uh... Um, a little bit. It's tough. I mean, I think it's kind of like, um, you know, I don't know if you're like, you like, you get those like paper flyers in the mail all the time, right. you know, advertising stuff, right? And supposedly, like those paper mailings, there's like a two percent hit rate. You probably heard, like, from a different marketing perspective. Um, it's hard to like gauge how effective, um, you know, social media does get some awareness. But how, how like connected that encounter is with someone, or is it, are they just passing by? Like, it's hard to know like how effective you're connecting. It's. I do ask when I come to screenings. I, I ask the audience members, "Hey, who's here because you saw this on the convention schedule?" Mm-hmm. Who's here because you saw a flyer or a banner announcing the screening? Who's here because you saw us on social media because we do we're very active on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and we put out regular announcements we have email blasts um, uh, but it is hard sometimes you know I, I, a lot of people that come to the screenings are people that are already at the convention mm-hmm. or they've seen it on the schedule or they've seen a flyer and then there are some. Say, yeah, they saw us on social media, so right, but, but it gives you a good idea of where your uh,
0: work is going into and, and, and what's effective,
3: yeah and, yeah. and but it's hard to gauge, so we do is the best we can, you know, we try to reach out and try and hit the people, you know, you know, with social media, right? You try and like figure out who your audience is, probably same with you guys, right? absolutely, you oh, probably yeah. try and figure out who's listening to you. and what works and what doesn't work
2: absolutely it's always a learning curve like what can you do better next time after you've already you get yourself out there try it out yeah Yeah, what's
1: next
0: so and speaking of what's next so you're you're screening the current movie Mm -hmm. you've mentioned you've already shot some uh, footage for the next two movies Mm -hmm. what's your schedule plan to release those are those coming over the next couple years next five years
3: well i hope in the next couple of years so right now we have Surge of Dawn, which follows on right after the stuff of heroes and Revenge of the Sequel, and separate from that, separate from the Surge of Power continuity, we have this little uh, short film called our Doctor Who tribute. Because okay. we're big Doctor Who fans, and as you can see, we have a lot of celebrities in our movies, so we made this little adventure where kind of Surge does Doctor Who and he's fighting Daleks and flying around in the TARDIS, and that's purely Doctor Who actors. So I've mm. got I have thirteen actors from the Doctor Who TV show that do little cameos in that little movie. So that's a little that a, a little offshoot of the normal Surge of Power world. Um, and we play both of the movies, both Surge of Dawn and the Doctor Who tribute. And the Doctor Who conventions have kind of grabbed onto it too and so I've been taking that to Doctor Who yeah, conventions. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of interesting too, and I'll I'll ask at the screenings when we're playing both, say who's here a Surge of Power fan, who's a Doctor Who fan? And so it is interesting to get a little cross pollination. But um after Surge of Dawn, I'm already working on the, the storyline for the next film, and we'll probably start shooting sometime next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Now, the first two films are feature films. Okay. You know, the first movie is 85 minutes long. The sequel there is 90 minutes long. Surge of Dawn is 46 minutes, about okay. half as long as the sequel. And um, and I'm trying that format out because I'm thinking of the next two to kind of connect together to make one big feature, to make okay. a third feature, um, but also that 46 minutes or so um, kind of getting closer to like a television program, right? Mm-hmm. 42 minutes is right. like standard United States, right? They add commercials in to make an hour absolutely, program, absolutely. right? Yeah. So the next one will probably be somewhere similar in the 40-something minute range um, because I'd like to see if those will be if that format you know, might work for kind of suggesting a television. Exactly, no? yeah. And if not, it also it's kind of helpful that Instead of waiting till I shoot a whole feature, I've got something already that I can take out and show people, mm-hmm. right? Start playing something before, like, waiting until I get a you know, whole 90 minutes of something shot. So I'm hoping to shoot the next film um, probably sometime next year and then a year or two after. Because it, it takes time to not just pre-production and going into production Scheduling but then all the, and, yeah. all the post-production stuff yeah you know? i mean well, when,
0: especially you know if you're winning best visual effects those take time it takes a know? lot of time yeah, I mean, you can't post, rush
3: that post-production itself is you know but sound design and sometimes sometimes you end up having to go back and do pickup shots yeah so you get to get a crew together again pull the actors back right. again go um, into dis- adr ex- i was gonna say exactly go to the sound bussy Your guys are sound guys yeah you <laughs> do the adr exactly and so post production itself is a, is a whole another, you know. Some people think like, "Oh, you're done shooting. When are you going to start like right. Oh, we got months to go here." People yeah, like. yeah. Yeah. And then you have to give yourself time for promotion leading up to the release of it. I'm sure yeah, as well. Exactly. And in, in the independent film world, you have two releases. You start your screening release when you're screening in film festivals and in our case, we're very fortunate to be able to play in comic conventions and sci-fi conventions. Um, so you kind of get two audience tracks. Mm. And then you want know, to build up a following and hope to get it picked up for distribution and then have your theatrical release. So in the independent film world you kinda have you get two releases, you kinda get two little bursts of attention. That's always great. That's always great. That's
1: you
2: get it's good to start somewhere where it's your creative vision and you can see it grow into something big, like a franchise or your
3: own brand. Oh, big, your mouth it's to good. God's ear. Let's it's see it
2: grow into something big. <laughs> well, us good, no, that's exactly. awesome. Well, yeah. I mean
0: that, you know, it, it's a superhero. Any thoughts of going into the pages, <laughs> comic book pages? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of great independent creators creating yeah. independent comics out there as well. I,
3: I would love to do that, I just haven't had the time, because it's so much just dealing with, uh, with the, the visual mediums that we do. We also have a web series that's ongoing, so um, I have talked to a couple of independent comic companies, and at some point I'd like to do a comic book. Mm. They might have to wait until I finish with the movies. Um, but I purposely have a time gap between the first movie, The Stuff of Heroes, and Revenge of the Sequel, because I'm hoping to tell that interim story as a miniseries Wonderful, in a comic. Yeah. So I purposely like left space there. You know, kind of like how some of the Star Wars movies, right? They kind of, like, jump some years. Yeah, And then they did those, like, Clone Wars cartoons that kind of filled in the gap in between. Or
0: novelization or,
3: you know, something along those
0: lines that that continue the story a little bit more in depth than what you can fill in 85, 90,
3: 45 minutes, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. So we'd love to do that someday, but you know, thank you for the ideas. It's just a, it's all time, right? No, yeah, you know, exactly. One exactly. And it's, right, it's and there's exactly, only so many so hours. So many, in many the hours, day. hours <laughs> the day. Yeah, there's
2: so many outlets and everything. So, yeah.
3: so being a superhero, do you have a catchphrase? Do you have uh, something that's identifiable? <laughs> zapuva <laughs> so it's kind of funny like in the first film we didn't really like do much with catchphrases although there's one moment where serge is kind of exasperated and he's, he says that doesn't just pickle my pipe <laughs> and so in the in the sequel he says that a number of times but we played around with catchphrases and um he he's he's he uses a few catchphrases he's it's a jolt with a bolt, um but zapuva was the one we kind of like used the most and kind of you know zeroed in on um mm-hmm. so that's been that's been kind of his his catchphrase now and that's continues into the, Sur- the surge of dawn movie where did that come from i mean obviously we it's not created so- it okay it's right? uh, just kind
2: um, of one of those random words you like zapova no, no, well buddy know. of mine we, yeah, we actually
3: works. we worked on this and we looked it up and you know checked the uspt office for trademarks and such and and wanted to come up with something quick and fun it's and kind of like the you know, like bazinga in exactly. uh the big, big bang there yeah. right yeah. wanted something that would be a word that could was almost like the word Smurf. We could use it for multiple things. Like, <laughs> like Zapuva, like, take that. Or Zapuva, like, oh, crap. Or, you know? Yeah, has multiple, multiple meanings. Yeah, exactly. You get away with saying yeah. it without having well, to so say that's it. How, what that's would, how we had say. to, like, construct that. So it wasn't random. It was, like, we spent hours, like, working on, like, creating that word. And, like, you know, Zap, because, you know, has blasts, energy blasts. And so Zapuva is his uh Well, that's good. So else, and but. that kind
2: of touches, too. So, like, your character, um, your superpowers... Do you have the lasers out
3: of the hands? It's a um, okay. so Summons this energy that's from in, in between dimensions. And he summons it up and releases it in a surge of power. You know? And it's this blue energy, and he projects it from his hands as energy glass or from his feet to fly. Um, or even from all four, kind of Iron Man-style flying. Um, he can spread it around them like a force field. Um, and he also has an energy sensing power. Um, so I do this little face twitch. <laughs> it's like a spider sense almost. Exactly, yeah, Yeah, and he awesome. senses energy, so he, he can sense the energy of people, can like sense their moods. You know, that's when he knows when people are in danger. He'll sense fear, mm. like something to know that you know innocents are in danger, or machines. So yeah, so he has as energy sensing power, like the spider sense, and then the energy projection power that he has. That's yeah. fantastic. Oh, that that's is so, it so cool. And it,
0: obviously, you're on your way to a panel. Uh, yeah. What, uh, what's that panel covering here today? Oh, well,
3: I have to talk about, um, I'm going to host um, uh, uh, Michael Gray and John Davy for uh, the Shazam TV show. Wonderful. So Michael Gray uh, played Billy Batson in the Shazam TV show in the 70s. And um, his uh, counterpart, John Davy, played Captain Marvel, now, right. of course, named Shazam. Shazam. In um, the Shazam, TV, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this, yeah, because of you know, Marvel and such. Um, so they were in the Shazam TV show, but Michael Gray also plays a character in my movies. So he shows up for the first time in Revenge of the Sequel, looking like a mild-mannered reporter, Willie B. Um, and uh, and he uh, continues his role into Surge of Dawn. Um, but even though he looks like a mild-mannered reporter, it's revealed later that he's actually friendly with Nichelle Nichols' character, Omen. Omen is like the son of. Sage, like urban legend kind of uh, uh, hero, who's kind of passing the torch, kind of mentoring Surge a little bit. Okay. Right. And so she's got some of her friends from the from the old days. They're all kind of retired and kind of not really active. Mm-hmm. So so people in the movie that look like a bartender, John Newton, who played yeah. Superboy, is, is, looks like a bartender. Uh, uh, Michael Gray plays this reporter, but then later in the film, had Shannon Farnon who played Wonder Woman. They, they seem innocuous, but then at the end of the sequel, you see they're friendly and talking with Omen. she's got her little, like, magic portals open and talking to all of them. So you see, oh, there's something more to these characters. Right. So yeah. that's how Michael Gray and I are connected. And so the convention he asked if I would host their panel Wonderful. to talk about the Shazam TV show. And obviously, I grew up with that. I mean, that's why I, I invite these people. You know, like you said, you're from the 80s as well, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I invite these people to play roles in my movies, And helps continue their presence, too, because they get to be a different character Mm -hmm. and continue their presence in the genre, right? I mean, look at Patrick Stewart, right? He had a a presence as uh, um, uh, Captain Picard in The Next Generation, Mm -hmm. and then he moved into the Professor X role in the X-Men movies, right? Right. So some folk... And um, now he's coming right back to Picard again. Okay, well, he can't be an X-Men no more, so go ahead. Yeah, so... Um, so similar to some of them, like Michelle now. She plays Omen mm-hmm. with us. Uh, Michael Gray is playing, you know, Willie B. Uh, Lou Ferrigno is a villain. His name is Ion. You know, so some of these folk who I grew up with are now new characters and continuing in the uh, superhero genre in the Surge of Power movies. Oh, that's that wonderful. That is so cool. Yeah. It's yeah.
2: just awesome. And, uh, you know, I look forward to uh, checking these out. You know, had, had we not met, you know, it's not something you know we probably would have come
3: across but yeah you know very cool oh thank you so, yeah. yeah and
0: you've got you know two new people that are you know <laughs> want to check it out you know oh. and again it's one of those things that uh, you know we love the genre
3: we love you know everything from yeah. you know the serious su- superheroes to the fun campy stuff yeah and so um, and we do have some you know, i i think you know we're stemming into a more serious world with our films and so I think we're kind of arriving at like a Guardians of the Galaxy kind okay. of thing yeah, there's some goofy fun bit. going on, but there, but if there's a serious setting and, and grave situations, you know, mm-hmm. a little more grounded in reality while having fun at the same time. That's awesome. That's yeah. Great. We can't wait to check them out. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll let, let your listeners know they could go to our website, surgeofpower.org. Wonderful. To yeah. check out and they can see, you know, we have a, a place where it shows where all the films are available. Our, our uh, webisodes you know, go on there for our web series, and they can see our other projects. And I assume you're on Facebook as well? We have a Facebook page. Uh, we have a, a, a Instagram and Twitter. And um, if the if people look up Surge of Power Movies, you should you know, get them sure, there for, for I will, any of those. We'll definitely YouTube.
2: share that on our Facebook page, so that way our listeners can... Not only listen to the interview, but then they can actually check out the you know your movies and the webpage yeah. and everything. Oh, thank you. And then, yeah, and then likewise,
3: you know, we'll, we'll we can you know reconnect and help promote your you know your podcast as yeah, well. That's we wonderful. We appreciate it. It's that. all cross absolutely. pollination. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, Serge, thank you for
0: stopping by, chatting yeah. with us, and uh, like we said, we can't wait to check it out. Thank you so awesome. much. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Very you. Much. Pleasure
3: meeting both of you, nice Christian. To meet you. Tony, thank, thank you. you.